Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing and abundant possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. Guys, I've got a few updates for you. The show is going to be coming back stronger than ever. It's going to be two times a month, but more consistently because I know I've been all over the place and it's going to have more content. We're going to have video. We're going to have so much fun and it's going to be shorter but sweeter and be more good, just more good. And I'm looking forward to that. Also, just a heads up, the newsletter is also going to be improved. The week used to be weekly. It's going to come back to being weekly. It's going to be improved, have more cool things like a real newsletter should. And I recommend going to wherever you need to go to uh, download that. So anyways, let's get going. Let's talk about the thing we're going to talk about today. Behind me, you can see computer screen and it says the topic for today. And it says ADHD does not cause your money struggle. And then below that, it says hot take, because I do think this is going to feel like a hot take to a lot of people. If I just were to say that to you, blanket statement, you have had and you have ADHD and you've been struggling with money for a long time, you'd be like, bro, you're wrong. Get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. However, I want to try and persuade you to some extent, there are more things that we should be looking at. Right off the bat, statistics are not lying to us when they show us that the average person with ADHD does have more credit card debt, has more money stress, has more um, has lower income, has money struggles more than the general population. So I'm not discounting that, but I'm going to try and amplify this other way of looking at this. Okay. And this all kind of came about because I just have been working with people with ADHD on money for two years now, just about. And I've worked with a lot of people and I've seen all the different stripes, all the different colors, all the different ways that this has manifested itself. And it's everyone's different. However, there are some very striking observations I've been able to make. So let's do a little exercise. Take yourself as you are right now. Wherever you are in life, whatever your brain has been making you do and whatever is your situation right now, take you as you are. The ADHD, impulsive, forgetful, distractible, easily overwhelmed, struggling with task initiation, difficulty with organizing stuff, struggles with emotional regulation, constantly chasing stimulation, buying shiny new stuff, just can never seem to just get one moment of quiet in your head. That take you as you are right now, whether you're good with money or not good with money, take you as you are with all of your ADHD symptoms and struggles and everything. Okay, so that's you. And you can't really change this. I can't change the fact that I am have inclined towards impulsiveness and that I'm extremely inattentive and I have really bad working memory and I really struggle with procrastination and I really struggle with the effects of long-lived um, micro sort of traumas that has really resulted in some sort of a complex PTSD slash ADHD slash who knows really, but I have this problem. I struggle with this and that's me. I'm taking me as I am today. These are my struggles and they do manifest themselves in money, in relationships, in work, in so many areas. So there we go. Now, 
the next step here is to take your childhood and just wipe it out. It never happened. It's a blank slate. And instead, you're going to replace your childhood with this scenario. Your parents, from as early as you can possibly remember, were teaching you about money. You observed your parents being incredibly smart shoppers, clipping coupons, getting the best deals, getting quality for a good deal. And they told you all about this. And you watched them sit down at the kitchen table and have a meeting, setting a budget for a month. You observed them talking transparently and happily with love about their financial decisions they were making. They were investing for their future. They talked about how they were going to put money aside for your school. And they involved you in all of this. And they demonstrated to you and taught you the value of money from an early age. And they emphasized the importance of financial discipline. And they demonstrated the consequences of both wise and poor financial choices. They gave you an allowance every week. You had that no matter what. You couldn't get more. You couldn't really have less. If you wanted something, you had to save up for it. And you learned all these lessons the hard way when you were young so that when you're older, you wouldn't have to relearn the lessons as much. And beyond that, even, your parents actually had you go to financial literacy courses at a young age when you were 10, 11, 12. And you learned all the information you would need to. You learned about the emotional side of money. You learned about the the number side of money, you just kept learning, learning, learning. Even if you weren't good with numbers naturally, they just kept putting it in your face and you observed them. And importantly, you also admired your parents for this and you loved them in the way that they were teaching you. There was no negative feelings about any of this because they weren't being so cheap that they were getting you only stuff from goodwill. They were just very disciplined and you just loved that about them. Okay, so that's now your childhood. That was your childhood when it comes to money. And so, now your job is to plug that brain that developed as a child when you were young, growing up as an early adult, and plug that brain with that different experience of childhood and put that into your current brain, which is very ADHD, like chronically and chaotically so, like the worst of the worst, like you are all over the place. How? different do you think your current situation with money your your relationship with money would be different and how would that affect your life how would you how would your life be different today if that was your childhood now if you look at me in the eyes and say no i would it wouldn't change anything at all because i'm just so adhd that i wouldn't have been listening to any of those things the entire way okay that's probably pretty possible i know i mean i'm not going to say that's not possible but um if you ask me I think I'm hoping that you've made a realization through this exercise. And that's that your childhood is a humongous factor into your relationship with money. Now, you may still have money struggles. Don't get me wrong. You may miss credit card payments. You may miss other bill payments. You may try different things all the time. You, know, you invest this way. You invest that way. You try this and that. And you have accounts all over the place. However, that is a symptom of ADHD with money, but what's not a symptom of ADHD with money necessarily is whether you have a lot of debt or you have a lot of cash lying around. You can be just as disorganized and chaotic with a lot of savings, and you can be just as disorganized and chaotic with a lot of debt. Your philosophy about money, your beliefs about money, your relationship to money 
is not a symptom of ADHD. That is a symptom you get as a young person that the studies show Mr. Brad Klontz, the leading financial psychologist in the world, I think, I don't, I mean, I think so. He talks about how by the age of seven, your your relationship with money is pretty much set in stone. Like it's not going to change a whole lot. You would have to have very dramatic changes from that age on for you to have a completely different mindset about money. So ADHD doesn't give us anything besides it gives us, it is a brain that is lacking in a regular steady feed of dopamine. So we're constantly trying to stimulate ourselves to get dopamine, but we don't need to do that in a way that is going to result in financial chaos, stress, and complete chaoticness. If you were to ask me after two years of doing this, for most of my clients, and people I've talked to, it's when we start to explore childhood that we start to have the biggest aha moments because we can set up ADHD-friendly brain hacks and structures and cash flow structure and um, different bank accounts and have the most perfect system that could work a thousand times in a row for someone who was a robot but does not work because we don't actually know the underlying root, the most root cause. Those things work for a little bit, basically because it's a new novel thing we're trying. So it works for a little bit. Just like our values may not change, our relationship with money is not something that is very plastic. There's not, it, it's, it needs to be changed through deep introspection and challenging beliefs and challenging why you are the way you are with money. I was just listening to a podcast um, the financial therapy podcast, because I've become extra fascinated in that, which shouldn't be a surprise, but his name is Richard Kaler, who does that podcast. He was talking about how he had an experience with a woman who um, didn't really seem to be somebody who would be a big overspender. Like She didn't really fit the, the characteristics of someone who fits that profile per se, but for some reason she kept letting money go one way or the other with weird, inconspicuous purchases. And it just, and she just didn't even understand it because it didn't feel like it fit with her self beliefs about herself. She thought this is just not, this is just contrary to, to what I, to what I actually really feel like I believe in value. So, I mean, and this person doesn't have ADHD either as far as I know. So, um, it's just a weird situation. And once when they explored their past, their her history, what they had learned is that on many occasions, her mom had stolen her savings from her growing up. So what she basically had was a part of her that said, "Okay, I'm not going to have this savings here. This is a trauma response, essentially, and I'm going to." Get some value of this savings that I have. Get something in return for it before it's gone. And by her understanding that, she was able to make the most dramatic change to her financial situation. And so these are the kind of, we call these financial flashpoints. It's like the big elephant in the room that you need to go find to be able to move forward and make changes and build the awareness you need. Because ADHD in and of itself does not cause us to have a certain relationship with money one way or the other. I've got clients who come to me with clearly raging ADHD, not even a question. You know, at the moment, I know at the moment I talk to them, it's like, welcome to the family, but they have mountains of cash. 
They may have their own business. They don't even necessarily have a million dollar business. They just have cash. And when we look at their family history, it's like my dad ran a cash business. He never had debt. He taught me all these lessons. So he has all, they have all this cash around lying around. They just don't really know how to optimize it. So, and, and they, do they have spending that's kind of like unneeded? Yeah, they, they do. But because of the core lessons they were given and the core sort of philosophy and beliefs, they were basically inherited from their parents, their symptoms of ADHD financial problems was far different than what the what I would say the 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 majority of people out there have. And I don't know beyond that, I'm not really sure why the majority of people with ADHD have the similar problems, but um I, I actually don't really know that. I mean I just I just want you to be fully understanding, fully aware, and appreciating that you need to go down this other alley because once you once you understand the reasons beyond ADHD that cause you to be the way you are with money, then you can work on the more important thing, which is actually that core underlying money beliefs, uh, philosophy, money uh, relationship with money. And then when you apply techniques that are ADHD friendly to it, they'll be much more sustainable because you've already done inner work and exploration exploration to discover some of the more root causes. And this is, my friends, a very important conversation that we need to be having. So when I say that ADHD does not cause your money struggle, I'm not saying it doesn't contribute to it. And I'm not saying it isn't the cause for for everybody. But I think for a lot of people, you may be too eager to assign too much of the blame on the ADHD and not looking at the other areas. There are other places to look besides just your family history, but you definitely, what I recommend doing as a walk away from this video is to map out like a family tree. Okay. You've got you, you've got your siblings. How are they with money? You got your fan, your parents. How are they with money? What did you learn from them? Then you can even talk to your parents and say, okay, what were, what were my, what, or your grandparents say, what's your money philosophy? What is your beliefs? And you can just see how it all came down through family because this is, this is a, this is a genetic thing. It really is. You inherit these, you inherit all kinds of traits, you inherit beliefs, you inherit, um, I, I don't know whether it's like like genetic, it's probably more like nature versus nurture. It's probably more like nurture, but basically what, what, what you observe as a young person, absorb it and, and see stuff. I mean, I'm not a area of expertise, so I, um, I, this is just from what I've like not learned and, and where I'm at. On this podcast, I was listening to, you know, Richard Kaler basically was a loot and this made, I was like, this is it. This is, this is exactly what money is. Most people's money problems when it comes to, especially when it comes to overspending cash flow issues, having debt, it's not a lack of information, education. It's not, it's not a knowledge problem. It's an emotional problem because it's just like how you could ask if you had 10 random people in this room and you said, is it important to, you know, eat healthy and maintain a healthy weight. You'll get nine, 10 out of 10 that say, yes, that's very important. And you ask them, how many of you do that? You'll get two out of 10, three out of 10, whatever. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, it's emotional. It comes down to emotions. And that's really the story of money for a lot of us that we need to fully appreciate. doesn't matter how much we know. I mean, I, you know my story. Go back to my first episode. I made lots of mistakes um, that filled me up with guilt and shame. And it was not because I didn't know because I knew and I know, and I still do mistakes, make mistakes. And I know because I have ADHD, 
I've made mistakes. The imposter syndrome is real. The shame is real. And while I did attribute a lot of my money struggle at the time when I first started this podcast to ADHD, I've since come back around to understanding that it was definitely a big part of it because the rational thought was not entering my brain soon enough and I just was letting emotion and I was letting just uh, just unchecked stimulation chasing just take over and I could rationalize anything. However, when I look back at that time in my life, I was kind of anxiety, had anxiety. I was kind of depressed. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And the environment was very ripe for me to be letting something in me, within me, get out of control, like spending to fill a void in my life to make me feel better day to day. And that, now that I look back at it, I believe that is more the root cause of the financial struggle at that time. Because before that, as I had said, I was on a much better path. I was saving. I was investing. I was in a job that kept me engaged all day. Then when I came into this industry at first, I, after a little while, I got lost and I got depressed and I spent. So we really need to be making sure we're covering all the angles, not just saying, okay, ADHD is hard. I need to have these ADHD friendly fixes. I need to have the right budget, whatever. That's not going to do it until you address the real root causes, which takes a lot of exploration, a lot of thinking through your past, a lot of different approaches. And financial therapy is a good option. Regular therapy is a good option. Financial planning with someone like me who is focused on this area is a good option to help you go beyond just the ADHD, which is huge. We need our goals to be chunked out. We need motivation. We need all the stuff that makes it work for ADHDers. But we got to get to the bottom of it. All right, that's what I got for you today. That's what I got for you. That's... Oof, that's what I have for you today. And I'm looking forward to talking to you next week or two weeks. Definitely two in October, two per month. Can't promise you what day they're coming though. Have a great day. I'm out of here. Peace out. Love you all. ADHD people rock. We rock at money. We're going to get better. We got this. See ya. See ya.